Stands for evil. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. Tonight we have In Torment, Exubia. So, if you're a fan of the show, um, or if you're a long-time listener, uh, you probably have recognized the In Torment, or you, you, you've heard of our show, uh, the stories we've done before, like uh, The Nightman and Oceanic. And how they are part of a series called the Entorment series by Sean Cognition on Creepos.wiki. Um, so this is just the next installment after Oceanic. Um, if you're a new listener and you have no idea what the hell we're talking about, go back to those episodes where we talk about Nightmind and Oceanic. Cool. <laughs> also check out Tabula Rasa, because apparently they're all tied in the same universe. Hmm. Apparently all of his stories are in the same universe at some, uh, and sometimes in the same location at the same time. Just completely parallel to the stories in the mm-hmm. Torment series, but um, yeah. So yeah, in Torment Exuvia, um, it's on creepbox.wiki. Uh, you can check it out there, or you can just listen to us and then judge for yourself. Uh, so we'll start off with the rundown. Um, it's, it's pretty quick. The, like compared to the other the the other two stories that we've done in the In Torment series, it's a pretty quick five-page read. Yep. Um, which is amazing compared to the other ones, which were like 30 pages. Yeah. It's something along those lines. Definitely a lot shorter. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of more of a preface. So, Michael, um, who I believe we heard last time uh, yeah. from In Oceanic. This is a continuation. Um, yeah. Is in that weird, is in some weird like sub-dimension between our world and this other place called Palenthasia. Yeah. Palenthasia. Penthalasia? Penthalasia, that's it. Yeah. Uh, it's basically the name for the ancient sea that that surrounded Pangaea back when there was a supercontinent on Earth. Um, apparently that's also the name of this weird dimension that um, his dark god, Arishkagal, uh, mm-hmm. uses. Anyway, um, he's apparently been in there constructing the Hellmouth, um, this facility with death traps and other, or some kind of, like, ritual site uh, for the coming of the Antichrist, i.e. the vessel for Reshkigal. Um, and, but he's taken uh, some time, he's taking a break from constructing that facility to observe Jackson, mm-hmm. um, who is apparently um, another part, another pawn in the plan mm-hmm. to get a Reshkigal into our world. Yeah. Um, cuz that's been the whole premise of the series is the the cycle of Reshkigal where he builds he he builds up a a planet like a sentient race to a certain degree then wipes them clean and starts over. And so this is like the end of the cycle for us. Mm-hmm. Um but so yeah, he's just observing um Jackson and some and, and two of his friends having food and like him like being very distant and cold mm-hmm. uh and he's not alone he's um mendez uh the servitor of areshkigal and mm-hmm. also michael's master 
um, shows up and starts explaining um, why he's here to observe this and what why Jackson is there and like uh, Jackson's in apparently some kind of hell that he's like repeated over and over again this this cycle yeah. where because apparently Jackson's plan or Jackson's like purpose is to lure his friends to the site and kill them and then well kill one of them and then like foster the other one to be the mother of Ereshkigal's child or Ereshkigal's vessel mm-hmm. so apparently he's been repeating he's been yeah. like stuck in like almost like a, a, a groundhog day loop yeah. like over and over again like failing to kill or failing to do the deed yeah but prepping and failing and then like eventually when he succeeds at doing it the cycle will break yeah. and he can go about continue on his existence yeah um so it's kind of like a, a like a a show of power that Ereshkigal has because mm-hmm. he seems to have a lot of um influence on reality itself like able mm-hmm. to stop time and stuff I think that basically covers it, really. Like, yeah, it's it's just Michael and Mendez watching <laughs> the events that are going to lead up to, I guess, in torment. Yeah, uh, which is the main story that we're going to be covering at some point down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of what all this stuff has been leading up to. So, yeah, that's basically the rundown. Mm-hmm. Michael is in some weird limbo state, watching the another killer prepping to kill his friends. Learning some dark secrets, and then going on about his work. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. <laughs> now that we've got the rundown done. Yeah. Um, do we want to just go into the grammar Nazis? Sure. Start off with that. So, um, Michael Asher could see Jackson sitting outside of a local restaurant, Yamoni's, with two companions beside him. They sat on metal chairs connected to a table which the three of them surrounded, Michael stood out in the open, watching the three eat their food outside. So I felt that whole thing was a little redundant, like saying people are outside the restaurant twice, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe just leave out the last outside might even work. Mm -hmm. It just felt like it was repeating itself, like, twice. Yeah. Um, um, And then on to another another instance of that, um, Michael took a few steps closer to the table and slowly continued forward at a slower pace. Kind of again with the redundant wording. Like, uh, my alternative to it would have been Michael took a few steps closer to the table, though slowing his pace as he approached. Yeah. It kind of gets like, like it just the, that last bit of like, and slowly continuing, continued forward at a slower pace. And it's like, Okay. It, it does get the point across. But it's but... also kind of, like, clunky mm-hmm. and redundant. Um, and then uh, the next one is just kind of a word, misuse of a word. Um, he spoke in shock, as if he had found a mythical relic. I think what he, he's looking for is he spoke in awe, as if he had found some mystical relic, or some mythical relic. Like, he spoke in shock doesn't sound quite right I think yeah I think just yeah. awe is the, is the word you're looking for yeah um this one's just I think is missing a the um time flow had stopped with the com- completion of the yeah. time flow had stopped with completion time flow had stopped with the completion of the question so I think it should be like the time flow had stopped because like time had stopped yeah time had stopped yeah like time flow like maybe just get rid of the flow then 
Yeah. Like time had stopped. That made more that that makes a little bit more sense. Um The figure stood nine feet tall, towering over the in numbers, five foot eleven foot tall Michael. So you, I think you really just need to get rid of the foot tall. Also, don't use numbers and letters for numbers in the same sentence. It's generally frowned upon. At least it was when I was in creative writing classes. <laughs> the base explanation that I was given in school was that if the number is 23 or less, you write it out. Okay, then they should all... This should just be written out. Then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because... Yeah, the way I, I had set it up is... Um, the figure stood nine feet tall, towering over Michael's five foot eleven inches. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and... Here's another quote. His inevitable initial... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember this one. Okay. His inevitable initial failure already has a punishment ready to take its course. Um, so I think you really just need to switch inevitable and initial um, for it to sound a little bit better. Like, his initial inevitable failure. For some reason, when I read his ine- his inevitable initial failure, doesn't like it's, I think like initial should stay, to take precedence at the beginning of that sentence. Because well, it's his it, initial it's failure, clunky. but it's inevitable. Yeah, it is a little bit clunky. Like, you're using two descriptions, like initial, yeah. and... What's the second one? And inevitable. Inevitable. So, inevitable like, is more of a at the ending, whereas initial is well, the beginning, the right? Way I, the way I think he's trying to get across is that um, yeah. his initial... Fail like his failure like he's always going to fail this or he's always gonna he's always going to initially fail or like he's 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 never going to get it right the first time and it's just gonna yeah. keep, since it keeps looping he's stuck doing it constantly yeah but it, again it is clunky yeah um, although for me I think this us just to switch like switch the two words order might fix it a little bit better or might make it a little bit more. Might, might let the, the line, like, run a little bit faster, better in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, da, da, da. Uh, Jackson tapped... Okay, so here's another quote. Jackson tapped his fingers on the table in succession, looking around the area slowly. Um, wait, I think I might have just corrected it myself. Sorry. Uh, Jackson tapped his fingers on the table is succession. So it just has um, that in that quote. Uh, it just has like it's supposed to be in succession, not is succession. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's just a, a little single letter need to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then this one's two lines, but it's a quote. Uh, why have you been so hostile lately? We didn't do anything to you. Microaggressions aside, you make me fucking psycho sometimes. You know that. Now, I don't know 100%, but I feel like it should be microtransgressions aside. Not microaggressions. Like, microtransgressions make a little bit more sense because transgressions, like, you're crossing him or something like that. Or, like, you've slighted him over and over again kind of thing. And it's also one of those things where Jackson is doing nothing. Yeah, well, and he does nothing. And we'll get into that <laughs> in, my, in my actual thoughts. Um, 
I hate how you're doing nothing. Do something. <laughs> I hate you're being a good friend. <laughs> um, Alright, do you want to go to your grammar.seasons? Alright, I have one. <laughs> wow. How did I get how did I how did I take over this 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 part of our scenario? Do I care that much? <laughs> uh, I think it's because Gamer and Yellow isn't here. Yeah. Someone had to pick up the slack. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, the the quote is, Jackson had went through this situation hundreds of times in his head, but he couldn't, uh, but he wouldn't ignore the importance of Enki's will. So it's that whole had went. It it would be it would work if after had went, had, they had the word through. Michael had went through. Well, it still okay. had went sounds. Yeah, oh, fair weird. Enough. Yeah. <clears throat> any any suggestion on how you fix it? <laughs> had gone. Yeah, yeah. Wait, okay. What's the full like? What's the next couple of words after that? So Jackson had went through. Okay, you know it is went through. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it does kind of sound a little weird. Uh, maybe versus like, had gone through. had gone through. I think that's mo- I think that's more the one you're looking for. Yeah. Um. And that's it. Yep. Wow. All right. So let's go to actual thoughts. Yamonis. Is that a, is that a fictional place? <laughs> like I I tried googling it, <laughs> but it's just like it, it, it. They were outside of a local restaurant, Yamonis, with two with his two companions, and I'm just like. Is there going to be some kind of precedence in the story, in the next story, with it? Okay. The one thing you have to realize is that we're in an alternate dimension, or an alternate world, or yeah. an alternate version of the Earth. Yes. Yes. Because of the fact that this guy is stuck in the loop, and oh no, no, okay, no, yeah, well, he's stuck in the loop, but it's still his Earth, like it's still yeah, his, but. Reality. I think at some point they explain that it is there's multiple dimensions. No, okay, no, okay. So, yeah, they do explain it, but the way, at least the way I interpreted it, was that there's the Earth, at least the Earth that is described in this in the series as a story, that's supposed to be our normal Earth with our normal things and normal places and stuff. And then there's Pantalasia, which is like. I guess we're or like there's Pantalasia, which is like a limbo, like kind of like a, a crossover, a crossing, like uh, a crossing over, like dimension, like it's not here or there, but it is in the same time, like mm-hmm. one of those weird spaces. And then there's Reshkigal's domain, um, like the abyss or whatever, or Pantalasia proper. Um, I don't think it's like that. This like this is actually a hell, like like a separate hell for Jackson. I think this is just. Kind of like this is still our Earth, but Ereshkigal's will allows it to bloop constantly like, over and over again until he gets the thing right. Like he's basically like localized, um, singular, like somehow like localized uh, air gap where he's just like constantly like Groundhog's Daying Jackson. Well, I, I took it as there's multiple versions dimensions. of the world. Okay, so like like he's basically trapped in a version of Earth. Where Yamonis exists. Yes. <laughs> like, no, like, I, I feel like Yamoni, uh, uh, this is so dumb, but like, I feel like Yamoni is 
super not important to the story, but it's like just like other than a little bit of like world building. I don't think it's mm-hmm. actually like like I don't think it's like made up for that dimension. I think it's just a place that they go to like as like like in the real world. Okay. But maybe they've made a copy of it in 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 with your interpretation. I think they've just made a copy of that instance. And he just repeats it over and over again until he has the guts to actually kill his friends. <laughs> I yes. just envisioned the the main guy was Eshkigal, 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 as the line cook or something of this restaurant. Or Mendez with, yeah. his, with his deer skull head. It's like, <laughs> would you like fries with that? <laughs> um, that's actually something else. I, I don't. I don't think I actually mentioned it, but. Um, Mendez speaks multiple times in the story, and I don't think we actually get a proper description as to what his voice is, aside from it being menacing or aggressive on occasion when when uh, when Je- uh, when Michael uh, is sarcastic to him, but sarcastic back to him. Like I feel like we may like as much as description as we get um, from this writer in terms of like certain spots. I feel like maybe we should have gotten some kind of like description as to the voice of this elder god or this demi elder god. Messenger yeah. of the Elder God, or whatever Mendez is. Well, and the the other sort of question is, is he actually talking, or is he just putting his voice into Michael's head? That's true, yeah. Because I, mean, I don't think the goat... I don't think the goat... I don't think the, the deer head actually, like, like chatters. <laughs> Although that would also be kind of creepy if it chattered while he was... Hmm. That would be a cool description, though, too. Like, he's like... Like, Michael could hear uh, Mendez's, like... Uh, gravelly, uh, deep voice, even among the uh, echoing with the chattering of the of the skull, mm-hmm. like that would be kind of cool. But yeah, we don't get that description for the voice. We just so you just kind of have to make it up on, um, as you're listening or as you're reading. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was yeah. I guess so. Yeah, I guess Yamoni might come up later in the story because I think the next I think in Torment takes place in the same town. Hmm. Um, I'll get into it a little deeper because, like, we did get um, uh, we actually got a reply back from Sean Cognition okay. on our Gmail, like back when we did Oceanic, and he answered a few questions that we had about his uh, his system, and even gave us or even sent us a link to a um, a lore timeline hmm. that he had made, which is pretty damn thorough, mm-hmm. um, at least in terms of like. Where where events transpire in the uh, timeline of this Earth. Mm-hmm. So, um, moving on to the next thing, which is um, right, uh, Mendez's co- or Mendez's outfit, aside from the the deer skull and stuff, is <clears throat> a black robe bearing a red copy of the icon of Enki. Though it was stitched on the uh, though it was stitched onto the robes, not made in bronze. What exactly is the icon of Enki? I don't remember if Oceanic actually gave us a symbol of some kind or a description of the the icon of Arishkagal or Enki. Yeah, I, um, I don't know. It's just like me, like I is it maybe a deer skull? But in bronze. But yeah, like a like a like in bronze or something. And then like if that so like. A red copy of the icon stitched onto the robe. So is it like, like, embroidered onto yeah. the thing, or is it like just like a piece of red cloth with the insignia on it, rather than a badge of some, oh, like a bronze badge? Well, might might get it in in torment, but maybe add that description. Don't just say the icon of Enki because 
again, like we're reading this story like in chronological order, um, and maybe that's not how it was originally originally meant to be read, but that's how we're reading because that's basically what what it says to, how it says to read it in his uh, chronological order readings. Yep. So the supernatural entities, yes, that don't know how to sew. So we got slave labor here. Yeah, that had to sew this symbol on. <laughs> Which is why it's not in the brass. Or bronze. Or bronze, yes. yes. The bronze. I suppose. Because, I mean, he's got all these other powers, but he can't make the symbol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just, like... I wouldn't, I wouldn't have minded a, uh, a description of... This is the icon of Enki. Just like, because honestly, like, either, like, either, like, for me, like, I did try to Google, like, icon of Enki, and all I came up with was in torment, in torment, like, just down the line. Um, even Google Images, the best I could find was, like, um, and maybe it is, like, a red, like, like, skull kind of thing, like, almost like a pentagrammy kind of thing. Um, but honestly, every time I kept saying it, I just kept. So all I could all I could think of when I when I read that was just a giant capital E <laughs> in a in a patchwork in a piece of patch red. Nice. Uh, I actually drew up uh, <laughs> Mendes. <laughs> it's actually I, I like the how the character out. But yeah, all, I, I just like slapped on a, a little like patchwork cloth with with E on it <laughs> with a capital E. <laughs> um, and. The other thing is that the the red could symbolize the status of Mendez. Yeah, like he is Arushkagal's like right hand man. Yeah, or right hand deer skulled man, elder god, demigod. I don't know. <laughs> and, and he might not be allowed to wear bronze. That's true. So would the bronze maybe go to um, uh, dread the. Uh, the good guy, <laughs> or the good version, the good side of uh, of um, Oceanic, which, as I found out from uh, our email, uh, apparently uh, Dread is not supposed to be actually necessarily a good guy, but is supposed to represent some kind of morality, or the morality of man. Hmm. Um, I will pull up that email in a second just to grab that information. But, okay. Um, first, I figured we get our thoughts out first before yep, we yep. go to like basically word of, word from God mm-hmm. um, information. Um so, okay, with Mendez again. Uh, the bony left hand of Mendez took hold of Michael's right shoulder. As the skulls began to move as it, as if it, okay. As the skulls began to move as if it still had a muscles. Wow, that's wrong. Um, sorry. As, okay, so the bony left hand of Mendez took hold of Michael's right shoulder. As the skulls began to move as if it still had a muscles to help it do so. First off, get rid of that A between had and muscles. Uh, secondly, the skulls what? <laughs> He's made of skulls. Okay, yeah. Initially, I was like, wait, so is it just like a bunch of skulls? But no, no, like, I think it's the skull's right shoulder, maybe? Like, as well? well it, like, it shifted? Yeah. It's probably supposed to be more like the bones, because yeah. the bones moved even though they had no muscle. Or like I, I wonder does does Mendes talk before, right after this? Because maybe that's supposed to be like as a, as the skull's like jaw moved began to move as okay. if it had muscles. 
that, that might be it. So it's just sense. missing. So it's actually a grammar analysis because it's missing the uh, <laughs> some some description there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a, an instance later, I think, where uh, where Mendez's like head moves like, and the way the way I read it, it was just like like it, it just his head just like bent right back. <laughs> so he has a flip top head. Yeah. <laughs> really, to meet to meet the gaze of, of Michael, like he turned around and then like whoop. <laughs> Um, I can still see. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they just like turned turned away to fa- uh, face away from men- uh, from Michael, and then his head just like tilted all the way back to to meet his gaze, and with his like jaw barely hanging on. <laughs> um, and then this is the uh, I don't have a quote, but basically just regarding the confrontational nature and the recent history of these kids' friendship. Seriously, you apparently have gone a week of this kind of attitude, how are you still hanging out with this dude? Yeah. Like, well, it's one of those things where if they were lifelong friends, it'd be like, uh, I'm annoyed with your attitude. But he's been like this for a week. Honestly, after if like a week of that, like I'd be questioning why I'm hanging out with you. Well, but... Or like, and after like so like failed attempts to try and like figure out a way to like solution like I'd be getting very frustrated I'd be I'm actually along up there with Joseph because like I'm like the fuck is your problem asshole the question becomes how much interaction did they have in that week because he was supposed to have that week of planning and yeah, doing and things and then because he didn't do the planning he stuck in a day loop yeah, that's true. Like, I don't know, it's... I also feel like some of this might be get explained in the next one, but mm-hmm. as right now, like, I'm really, like, I do not, like, Jackson is just... I mean, congrats, you're making me really hate this guy. <laughs> well, the problem is, is that he's essentially apathetic, doesn't want food, almost... Doesn't want to be there. He's trying to distance himself from his friends, but yet he's hanging out with them. Well, I guess to get like make sure that they they come they go to the place the next day. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like was he always like this? Like I feel like I'm gonna go with no. It's one of those things where he got told what to do from a supernatural being. Yeah, and. He's still dealing with the internal conflict of what and he has to do. I guess this also part of this could be because he's been trapped in this loop for like countless times. So he's like basically he already knows like that this is just gonna loop back around and they're not gonna remember any of this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If he fails. Yeah. And I mean if they if not gonna remember it if he actually succeeds, technically, because they'll be dead. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, I know I just like just and and Michael kind of Michael kind of says it best. Seems like a bunch of angsty pricks. <laughs> I was like, yep. <laughs> At least one of them is. Yeah. The other guys are actually are, are, are fine. Like, and um, again, we kind of get some information because the timeline. I, I assume we'll get more information in the main story mm-hmm. um, about who Jackson, jo- Joseph, and N- N- uh, Natalie are mm-hmm. um, in relation to the other stories in this universe as a whole. Um, and then we have the thing that hap- comes up, I think, happened last time, where, um, we get, um, Arashkagal, 
as the name drop for most mm-hmm. of the story. But then we start getting the name drop of Enki, and I'd forgotten that Enki was also a Reshkigal. Mm. And then there's a wor- there's a, a line said in the story where a Reshkigal or all the other names he's been uh, he's been called throughout your history. And I was like, didn't just use one name, <laughs> like yeah. Uh, it, it does come off a little... T- I understand, like, it's an Elder God, or it's an Elder Tor from beyond... Or from, like, the dawn of our universe. And those things tend to get different names throughout history from different cults, different religions, different cultures. Hell, even in, like, the Sandman series. Like, Sandman is not... Like, in the DC or Vertigo or... The Neil Gaiman Sandman stuff. Mm-hmm. Sandman has different names depending on your culture and some mm-hmm. of that, like... So... That kind of, like, mentality, like, it makes sense to me, like, why this thing would have different names. But maybe just address that initially, mm-hmm. and then just use one name. Yep. Don't use Enki, and don't use, or, and don't use Ereshkogal together. Just use the one. Yep. <laughs> like, we just need one focus. Yep. <laughs> um, and that's, that's basically my notes until the end, or, or before we go into final thoughts and, like, kind of... Uh, Information that we got from the actual author. So, mm-hmm. do you have anything else? Do you have anything to add? Um, well, the just adding to the, the whole Eshigal Enki thing. Yeah, like you wouldn't take a regular character and it's like, well, this is Bob. He also <laughs> goes by Bill. And then halfway through the story is like, hey, it's Bill coming? No, Bob's coming. They're the same person, aren't they? Like, (laughs) So we find out his name's actually Billy Bob. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, like... Like, it it would be like having... I'm actually trying... It it kind of makes... Like, the Cthulhu mythos, like, Mm because that's the thing I tried to this, although... The more I read this the series, the more I kind of feel like it's kind of more like a mix between Lovecraft and Hellraiser, just mm-hmm. in terms of like the evil intent. Mm-hmm. Is a lot more a Hellraiser thing, uh, from my my knowledge of that, than than Lovecraft. Lovecraft's more, I don't care. <laughs> You're just a speck. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, whereas this, it seems like intentionally guiding humanity. That feels more like that, or like Nyarlathotep, um, who has a thousand. Faces, a thousand mm-hmm. masks. Um, so, like, he goes by like multiple different names. So, like, mm-hmm. but usually, you you have like one name throughout the entire story, mm-hmm. and then at the very end, it's revealed that it was Nyarlathotep the, the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's just like my my last thing on the name thing is just like maybe mm-hmm. just I, I understand you have this cool world building, and I, I'm like I'm totally down for the the elder god like or this like elder Torah thing. And the, the cycle that's going on, some of that. Like, I am very interested in that mythology, this mythos that's being created. Keep it simple when you're when you're telling your story, because mm. that is also kind of a meta meta kind of thing that you will confuse your readers with. Mm. Um, also, um, just kind of bring up because uh, we didn't really address it, but uh, so it's called Intorment Exubia. And I actually just this morning looked up what Exubia was. Mm-hmm. It's Latin for watching, keeping watch, um, watch guard, people keeping watch. So, kind of makes sense. Yeah. Because they're Mendez and, and uh, or Mendez is making Michael watch the events transpire that I assume will probably happen again 
or be uh, from a different perspective in in torment mm-hmm. the the proper the main story yeah um did you have sorry do you have anything else before we go into uh, well just the uh the name well I have a couple things but I don't know if they end up being final thoughts <laughs> okay so you want things, okay so. so we'll do that okay. All right, so yeah, we did get, like I said earlier, we did get um, an email from Sean Cognition uh, about some uh, questions that we had about Oceanic. Um, so basically, he, he explained that like all his stories have, were written uh, in one universe, and that includes Tabula Rasa, which was set in like a futuristic space orbiter, or like, mm-hmm. like deep space thing. Um, and then there's apparently microprocesses he's written, which take place in the same area as in Torment, and even in the same time. So uh, that one was called Eidolon, which we might cover later. Mm-hmm. Um, Dread, which we had, kind of we were wondering because he kind of looked sounded like an angel of some kind or some kind mm-hmm. of like like good force. Um, apparently, he didn't intend for him to be entirely like. Yeah. So one of his major components in his stories is that. Uh, he wants to stray from light versus dark, and instead opting um, to make all major characters have their own defined levels of morality. Um, Dread was trying to show the uh, the cruelty of his lord of of the of Ereshkigal, mm-hmm. um, and that it rooted itself within the Michael at the mm-hmm. time in Oceanic. Um, so. Yeah, that's basically what that was. Is like he's trying to like show him the cruelty and make him decide for himself. Like mm-hmm. it's not so much a guardian, not so much a light side. It's just a a tester, I guess. Okay. Whereas Mendez is kind of more like purpose. Hmm. Um. Also, from the sounds of it, um, the uh, a bulk of these stories that that we've been covering um, are actually were actually written when the guy was fifteen years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been slowly, or he's been going through it and um, rewriting them um, to like get published at some point. Uh, so yeah, he's a, he's a little bit older now um, than what he was, but uh, yeah, I can kind of see that. Like, as like, I think one of the biggest issues I had in of Oceanic, um, and this is kind of like a mix between Torment Exovia and Oceanic, some aftermath of Oceanic. Um, the whole thing with Oceanic with like the kind of the the, the 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 icky parts like the the whole like necrophilia or the the whole weird like disturbing thing at the very end. Um, I can see somebody kind of at, like doing that at a young age, like like do, and think and doing that as like a horror thing mm-hmm. because I I even did it once when I was in um, like early college. Confusing like that kind of thing with like horror, but that's not really horror unless unless you treat it like really well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was done really well in this story. If I'm being perfectly honest, mm-hmm. and I and the way this story went, actually, that's something we should bring up. Um, so the end of this one, at the end of Intorment Exubia, um, mm-hmm. it keeps mentioning that like Joseph is going to be killed by Jackson, and Natalia needs to be left be- left over in regards uh, like because she's going to be the mother of. Mm-hmm. The vessel for uh, for Ereshkigal, and now we both had kind of different takes on that because mm-hmm. um, I kind of 
saw that or like got like started like kind of feeling like that was hinting that like she's going to be raped uh, or involuntarily thing and I really hope that's not the case like because I mean I'm all down for like dark stuff happening in horror mo- stories but I don't really want to read that <laughs> um, but I mean at the same time that kind of um, thing does happen a lot in horror stories it is kind of a trope like the um, uh, like the the female character is going to be the mother of the Antichrist or the the apocalypse, the mother of the apocalypse kind of thing. Um, I just hope that like the story itself does get written a little bit, or like the next story that we have, it's treated a little bit better than it kind of was in Oceanic, because mm-hmm. like that was a little that was a little hard to read. <laughs> mm-hmm. I believe we both had like kind of a hard time reading that. But Mikey, you did have a different like you kind of had a different. Stands when you read that for the first. So yeah, uh, my mind didn't go to the words yeah. rape. Uh, it was more of a just keeping her alive because there's other plans. Yeah, and if you go by gods and entities can do things. I yeah. mean, she could be a virgin and have a virgin yeah, it birth. Be, it could be straight up the Virgin Mary or. Um, and if it are... could be tastefully done, like it kind of was in the Dunwich Horror, <laughs> where oh, Wilbur's mother went out into the woods and then came back with twins. <laughs> um, also insane, <laughs> insanely insane. Um, or, and this is also an option, um, she could very well be impregnated by James. And taking James out of the picture... Is it James or Jackson? Or... I thought it was Jackson. Jackson is the yeah. one doing the deed. Yes. Joseph. Is it, or is it Joseph? Joseph is the one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So Joseph. Yeah. By killing Joseph, the baby then... Be- fatherless. The fatherless and becomes evil. Gotcha. Yeah, and then becomes the best man. Yeah. Much like the... I hate to bring that. I hate to like bring up a similarity, but like to a movie. But it, it, it kind of reminds me of the the whole situation with um, uh, Vigo and and, and uh, Oscar for Ghostbusters Two. <laughs> Although, again, a little bit more serious, a little bit less lighthearted, because the series is nothing but has not really been lighthearted of late. So basically, there, there's a lot of ways to have a female. Yeah, that was the vessel. Without it being rape, or yeah, even I'm be- just like, I hope I hope it is tastefully done. If, mm-hmm. if it is done, if if that is the situation that we're going with in the next installment, mm-hmm. I'm just cautious about it mm-hmm. <laughs> because sometimes that is what people think is scary, and sometimes you want to maybe sacrifice that kind of thing. To not be that, to not make that kind of—I don't know. It's just like I don't want to read that if I, in a horror story all the time. Like, like it's like, oh, that's kind of not really so much. You're just—it's it's the same thing as like shooting a dog in, in a horror movie, or, or yeah. like killing a dog in a in a story. It's like yeah. you kind of take a, a person out of it if you don't handle the material well enough. Yeah, and I just hope that this author does treat that a little bit more yeah. um, carefully. <laughs> And brings me to part of my problem with this story is that a lot of things are sort of insinuated, like this is going to happen. Yeah. 
and then nothing happens because in the actual seems, story. Because yeah, and we find out because it's the name of the uh, the story Exuvia. They're just watching. Yeah. So it's... I I also wonder if this story was if if in Torment was done first was written first, and then in, in uh, Exuvia was done as an aftermath thing, like as a prequel, like how like some. So, like some prequels kind of are done. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I actually don't know 100 um, percent if this was written before or after in Torment. But well, I believe uh, we established that the first one in Torment, like the, the main night. One? Oh, Nightman. Yeah. Nightman yeah. was a prequel that was written prior or after. Was it written after? Yeah. So this, because nothing happens, it's sort of a it's there. Is it really part of the next story? We don't know. Is it just the thing that was put there so that it ties Oceanic some... to the next one? Yeah, because it's like Michael Asher um, from the previous from yeah. Oceanic, and we get like Pantalasia again, which was brought into was kind of introduced yeah. in Oceanic as well, um, and it does kind of give us a little bit more of a feel of to like the. The power level of Ereshkigal, like he's able to literally like stop time and manipulate reality a little bit, um, and we it, it does kind of feel like kind of a, a primer for a bigger story that's about to happen. Mm-hmm. But then the story ends as it is right now because there's yeah. it's, going, it's going to take place in a sequel, which is the main story. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's actually one of my big notes for my final thoughts is that it it feels like this. Probably should have maybe not been a separate story and just maybe been yeah. a prologue. Like yeah. those five pages, it's only five pages. Yeah. You probably could have just slapped it onto the front of In Torment yeah. as kind of a primer for the rest of the story. Yeah. Because um, it does like kind of set you up for the next one. I feel anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, being somebody who has read the last two or three, like has had a, uh, had a few, uh, like one or two emails from Sean Cognition, from the author. Um, and also looked at um, at least a certain part of the uh, the timeline lore, which, yeah, um, uh, we'll leave a link in the description, but um, read at your own discretion just because, like, it is going to be very spoilery. But there is actually uh, a lore timeline um, in terms of at least, like, of where things fall on a, at, at dates and um, uh, time periods. Uh, between, like, oh, we get Nightman, Oceanic, and then this one. Apparently this one's, like, in 2014. Like January of 2014, and then the next one is like the same time period, basically. Hmm. But um, yeah, that, that, that's really like my biggest thing with this is like, I hope the the next one isn't as isn't alluding to what I thought it was alluding to, like mm-hmm. with, with the girl anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, just for like the sake of shock value or like being dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole, like, I think this could have probably just been, like, slapped on, or, like, ad- ad- added on to the next story, because it's kind of just a, a snapshot as to what's going on, which it kind of makes sense, but, with mm-hmm. the title, but, yeah. Um, so you have anything else to your final thoughts, then, or? Um, the only other thing I want to touch on is the, the visuals. Yeah. Uh, this one had some good visuals to a degree, like Michael putting his hand through 
Oh yeah, ghosting through. Ghosting through, and uh, it feels like like if if this were a movie, yeah, they spend a lot of money on digital effects, and it went nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's kind of like it's kind of like a sci-fi movie in, in, or like a sci-fi movie that's like uh, like supposed to be like a tie-in to another to another movie like a blockbuster mm-hmm. movie I can kind of see that or like kind of like a made-for-TV movie that's based off of a larger movie um, yeah <laughs> I can see that like yeah because like, I did like the visuals of the uh, like the descriptions of um, like when he's like in between the two universes uh, between the two mm-hmm. worlds and stuff like that Actually, sorry, another thing I just realized that I did, for some reason it wasn't on my notes, but I highlighted it. Um, early on when Mendez tells him where he is, like Pantalasia, mm-hmm. um, Michael is a little bit like kind of, he's sarcastically expositional. Like, it's like, oh, yes, the that world between worlds. That it like goes on like, like this little like diatribe about like the... Um, the, the basically describing what Pantalasia is, mm-hmm. and it's it's done up like a snarky bit of dialogue, but it kind of comes off as way too on the nose exposition. Like I feel like it could have been, like maybe not make it a part of dialogue, make it like a, a thought that he had, like describing mm-hmm. where he is. Okay. But yeah, like other than that, like that's yeah. That was the only actually instance where I was like, okay, that that's a little too exposition, like mm-hmm. too much of a, too much of a dump. So yeah, well, too much of an explanation and the story that goes nowhere. Yeah. So it's like, yay, we get story building, but no story. Yeah, we get a little bit. Yeah, and we get some we get world building, <laughs> and we get some um, uh, some like primer for the next one, but that's about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the next one. Meets up to the build-up that has been going on. <laughs> um, I actually, I have no idea where it's going to, like, I, I don't know if, if it's going to be, like, I have not read, like, past the timeline up to this point. I have not read, oh yeah, I guess I'll bring up uh, the part of the timeline thing. Uh, this is, again, like, kind of, I might be spoilers for, for Torment, but, um, so Joseph, I found out mm-hmm. through the timeline, is actually the, the grandson of, um... William, I think his name was William from from Nightmind, or Night, uh, not my, the Nightman, um, the detective. Okay. And the town that they're in is that guy's is the town that that guy moved to after those that, those events, and had a family, and then like they've kind of Arushigal apparently holds a grudge <laughs> because he's he's having it set up um, like he's setting up the apocalypse at the doorstep of this guy's, like, where this guy, like, settled down, basically. And that would actually make some sense for the theory that he impregnates the girl, and then if you kill him without a father... Then the, yeah. And apparently Jackson, um, again, this is... Basing it off of the timeline, this is actually explained um, in the timeline prior, like, uh, between, like, Nightman and... Exubia. Uh, apparently, Jackson. The reason why he is chosen is because his soul is the soul of the killer from the from Nightman, but without any of the 
he, it has all the e- his soul has all the evil that, that guy had, but none of the baggage. Hmm. So that's why he's apparently he's been like raised by Arash Kagal, like uh, like Arash has been like talking to him and or like kind of conversing with him since birth. Hmm. Which again, kind of is like so has he been like been friendly friendly with people and then just now like has like implementing his like diabolical plan to be evil or has he always been kind of standoffish and assholely <laughs> yeah that based on that it seems like he's more been standoffish and assholely cause I mean if like he's he... been dealing with it his whole life yeah then he has like... that ingrained yeah, like, he's basically in been in bad seed since day one. Like, literally, his soul is that of a killer from the 20s, or 30s, wherever mm-hmm. Nightman fell. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, it's been a couple... It's been a year yeah. <laughs> since we did that one. Um, but, uh... But at the same time, like, he is... Uh, it does describe in this story that he has uh, been trying to distance himself from his friends. So maybe he was hasn't been, like... Like, treated... He hasn't treated them badly that whole time it's just mm-hmm. he's trying to distance himself now so he's acting like a jackass but I guess we'll find out hopefully in, in Torment the main story which again yeah like going back to what I was saying like I don't know what it's going to be like that's why I'm kind of interested in where this story's going mm-hmm. I'm just hopeful it doesn't go too like creepy dark like yeah. and creepy dark in that like I hope somebody doesn't get <laughs> or that they're, yeah. they oh, that it's it's done delicately. Yeah. You're cautiously optimistic. Yes. So, I guess that's where we'll leave it for now. <laughs> yes. Do you have anything else to say? Uh, I'm pretty sure I covered all the things that need to be said. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I still like the the, the mythos of it. Um, would I recommend it now, like as a standalone? I don't know if I would recommend it. Um, at least without like without like because we we read it knowing the stories before, mm-hmm. but I feel like this is kind of unnecessary. I feel like you'd uh, it would be it'd be more enriching if we had in tor- if we had read in torment first. Um, so like for me as a standalone story, I don't think this is actually like my my recommendation would be just to add this to as a prologue to in torment. Like maybe read this and then immediately after read in torment. Mm-hmm. That's all I can really kind of recommend it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I'm on the same page. As a standalone, it's not that great because nothing happens. Yeah. As I've stated before. <laughs> yeah. And like snap, like snapshot fiction is is interesting or uh, like as novel, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. yeah, this one like, and this one has the benefit of being like tied to a greater story that we know is a yeah. great. There is a greater story, but yeah, I just don't see the purpose of it if you already have the story there. So, yeah. but we'll have to find out what goes on in, in torment. Yeah. Now, if it's a bridge, that bridge is oceanic to in torment. Yeah. Then that might make sense. Yeah. But again, because we haven't. Red in torment, we don't get that. Yeah. So, look for the future when we eventually read in torment, mm-hmm. and see if this is, was a, a good bridge or if, like what the purpose of in torment exubia was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
I think that's it for this week's episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like what you heard, if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Kiwi6, Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr. Uh, we're both on Twitter, so you can leave us messages there. Um, Mikey's at the E stands for evil. I'm at Review Cultist. Um, and you can uh, leave us emails at aldente rigamortis at gmail.com. That's A L D N T E R I G A M R T I S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas you'd like us to discuss on the show. Uh, if you'd like to help us support the show, you can spread the word by and go on to iTunes or any other streaming site that this podcast is on and rate and review us if they have uh, such an option. Um, it helps us, it lets us know what we're, how we're doing and lets the, those programs know that we're being listened to and helping us spread. Mm-hmm. Um, every little, little bit helps. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to check out the title cards for each episode, you can go to crayzonstudios.tumblr.com or on the YouTube channel, Al Dente Rigamortis, where you can check out the uh, video portion, video versions of each episode. Uh, and if you'd like to support the show uh, further, you can go to Patreon and look up Al Dente Rigamortis, and you can choose the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We have uh, behind-the-scenes content, special episodes, uh, early access, um, Mikey and... Gamer in Yellow have their own little show on the, on the Patreon uh, that goes out uh, twice a month. Um, Al Dente Reloaded and Al Dente Revelations. Al Dente Reloaded is at the $5 tier, where they uh, review, sh- uh, review the stories that they were not privy to in the early days of Al Dente. And Al Dente Revelations is at the $2 tier, and you guys basically just riff on our show. <laughs> <laughs> on the shows that you weren't on. <laughs> um, to see if your thoughts coalesce with ours, or just how differently the views are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which sometimes are very, very different. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but they're both a treat. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you can listen to the... You can, ch- uh, you can check that out. Um, and for our patrons that are already helping support the show, thank you immensely. You're helping us keep the hosting bills at bay and we very much appreciate that so until next time i have been your host review cultist and i'm mikey the e stands for evil and this has been al dente rigamortis sleep well This is uh, Intorment Exubia. Exubia, obliterate! Sorry, <laughs> couldn't have to do that without again. This character, Jonathan? <laughs> is it Jack? Jackson's the one that's the uh, that's yeah. out in the real world, right? Like, yeah. and then this guy is Michael. Wow. Yeah, Michael. Okay, right. Okay, so. <laughs> I, I, I. <laughs> so.